What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 10 of season 5. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Barundog, the Lachayim. Kurtai, may I be the first one to tell you that I'm sorry. It is a big Yom Kippur day, brother. It is. It's my day to say I'm sorry. Uh, to answer Justin Bieber's question, no, it's not too... Is it too late now to say sorry? Uh, no, it's not too late. You can still say sorry. Was that the last good song he put out? Just kidding. He's... I, that was that was mean of me. I was mean. It's just where he been. He been hiding for a while. He had a peak. I'm not gonna lie. He had a peak, and then he's been past that. I think he's still capable of putting out bangers, but that peak was incredible. Yeah, it was. It was something. It was something. Uh, Bruno, question, Jewish question for you again. I know you're three thousand something years ahead of me. I am. So uh, forgive me. I'm playing catch up here. Uh, is this is today a fasting day for some? Um, it is for some. For those who observe. I've dabbled in the past. Some years I have, some years I haven't. Um, there's different levels of Jews. I'm sure you're at least aware of this, where you can be like reformed, which is the most casual. You can be orthodox, which means you're just going hard in the paint 24-7 every day of your entire life. You can be like fucking rabbis and just go fucking nutty with it. So uh, my family is always reformed. So when I was younger, I got brainwashed into fasting. Um, and if you take one look at me, you know I love food. So as I got older, I was like, some years, you know, I, I, I'll fast, you know, I'll give it my all. Some years I'm like, Mondays fucking suck and I don't want to fast. So didn't fast today. That's fine. Hey, it sure is, brother. I did, it's all you. I couldn't fast for a fucking day. Yeah, I'm not exactly a fast guy in general, like in any sense of the word. So it just doesn't really mesh with my anything. So listen, am I Jewish when it's convenient? Yes. Do I regret it? No. Okay. I <laughs> I should... Uh... I'm tucking my chin. <laughs> yeah, on fucking tuck, Tom Brady taught me anything. It's the tuck rule, Kurt. You got to fucking learn that shit. Yeah, tuck rule. <laughs> tuck your chain, bitch. Tuck your uh, Bruno, we're going to get into uh, recapping week three of the NFL season here. Um, major uh, overarching storyline of this weekend mm-hmm. is there were a couple good games. Yep. But for the large majority, we had some fucking insane blowouts yeah. uh, just off the top here, pal. Okay. We had a a victory by 50 points, <laughs> a victory by 41 points, <laughs> a victory by 34 points <laughs> and so on. So <laughs> forth. So, uh, a lot of these games are just complete stinkers that we will touch on, but we will not touch them for very long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're definitely not going to touch them for very long. Uh, Bruno, I think it's time we just get going, huh? Drop it. I should put Taylor Swift music here. You know why, Bruno? Oh. There's a new, there's a new goddamn mascot in the NFL, and you know I didn't think 
uh, we'd be talking about this during football season. I thought, you know, what happened over the spring and the summer where Taylor Swift ruled the world? I was like, this is a very cool time. Swifties are having a good time. But now they're now they're in my hood. Now they're coming for me in my sport. And I don't know exactly how I feel about it yet. But Bruno, Taylor Swift was in attendance at a certain NFL game yesterday. Okay? And I have mixed emotions that we're going to talk through right now. Okay? So first things first. There were there there's been some rumors going around for the last couple of weeks, Bruno, about a certain NFL tight end mm. that I find to be vastly overrated mm. in the grand scheme of he's not Rob Gronkowski, he's mm. not Tony Gonzalez, he he doesn't block, he's a glorified wide receiver True. whom uh, just is a narcissistic True. fuck, and I'll put it at that. Uh, I'm talking about Travis Kelsey, number big eight seven. <laughs> For Kansas City, Bruno. Well, Playboy over here shot his shot at the Taylor Swift concert a few months ago. Uh, he's like, I tried to give her a friendship bracelet with my number on it. And Jason Kelsey is like, well, which number? And Travis like, you know which number. Oh. And um, basically, uh, nothing happened. And then all of a sudden, or there's smoke, there's fire. Because we got Adam Schefter tweeting out before the game yesterday that Taylor Swift was going to be in attendance. And I was like, what's happening? Like, what is going on? This is too. This is too much. This is too much for me to handle. Um, Stats guy is a noted Swifty, and let me tell you, if Stats <laughs> guy's a Swifty, that means I'm around it at all times. And uh, we reached DefCon one yesterday when sure. Taylor Swift was on the screen. I'm sure. Um, so not only did the Chiefs play a game which was meaningless because they beat yeah. the Bears forty-one to nothing. Um, the goddamn Kansas City Chiefs are now everyone's new favorite team because if you don't watch football and you just like Taylor Swift, you're now a Chiefs fan because her and homeboy are dating. Bruno, what are your thoughts? Dude, I it I feel like we got here so quick. Like, I thought this was all kind of like a four-show, like, going back and forth, mostly from Kelsey. It felt like Taylor Swift was kind of above it all. And then we went from that to mostly nothing, like rumors over the summer, talking on the Kelsey podcast, whatever. We went from that, Kurt, to she's fucking watching the game from his box with his mom. Like, what the fuck? Like, how did we get here so quick? And like, you know, people are like, well, was it a first date? Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Uh, I don't think it was a first date. I don't think you're that gushy with Ma- with Miss Donna Kelsey, yep. who is everybody's mother. She's the sweetest lady in the world, it appears. Uh, but I, I don't. The way the the fact that Taylor was so comfortable in that suite yep. with all of his people makes me think that this there's been some canoodling going on between these two. And let me tell you, it is the only thing that's been on social media yesterday, and it's the only thing that's been on social media today. Like, we have ESPN, Bleacher Report. Like, we we have become a TMZ world, and it we are actually fucked that. It's it's <laughs> trailer's world, and we're just living in it right now, Bruno. Yeah, we really are, Kurt. And it, it is kind of crazy because there's been a big debate. A lot of Swifties, again, maybe we'll have to consult Abby for the official breakdown of this. There's been a lot of Swifties who have come out and been like, what's going on why is she doing this travis kelsey is so below hit below her all this sort of stuff yada 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 i will say again unless she's dating i don't even know justin bieber who obviously she wouldn't but unless she's dating justin bieber it's like who would you really even put on a pedestal next to her like she has to date someone or i guess she doesn't have to but like it's again it's like it's hard to find someone on her level at all 
Travis Kelsey, while obviously not maybe the most famous athlete in the world, is is up there. Like he plays on the team that won the Super Bowl and has won multiple Super Bowls. Everybody who's a sportsman knows who he is. He's a top pick in fantasy. Like he's one of the better tight ends we've ever played. So it's like he's up there. I will say I've heard a, I heard a lot today from the Barcelona crew about the debate about like who's bigger or are they comparable or whatever. For once, I don't agree with Big Cat. I don't think they're equivalent at all. I think he's doing a little trolling, but he was basically saying Kelsey is like even bigger than Taylor Swift. I was like, dude, you're just, hey, you're trolling. Like, I think we all know that. But B, I just don't even think it's close. But even still, it's not like it's like that crazy of a disparity. I don't know if you have thoughts on like the how high and up the tier that Taylor Swift is and wherever you think Travis Kelsey is on the list of like fame, I guess. Uh, in the U.S., I guess they're somewhat close. I think Taylor Swift is the most famous person in the world right now, though. In like, I genuinely, in the world. Like, I genuinely, like, in all of the globe. Damn. I mean, that's what I like. I mean, I, 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 I just say what I said. I, I here's <laughs> one thing that like really sells sells it for me. Okay, yesterday in a game where the Chiefs won by 41 points and the game was over by the end of the first quarter, <laughs> it was the third most watched regular season game in Chiefs fucking history. That's wild. Why? Well, why, Bruno? Um, do you think it was Isaiah Pacheco? No, because he's on my fantasy team and he wasn't great. Um, it was uh, because every goddamn Swifty who knows yeah. nothing about football yep. tuned in. And now I'm seeing like encyclopedias for Swifty fans trying to learn football. No offense, stay away. True. You can root, you can you can be happy for Travis and Taylor, but stay away. Like don't don't be trying to talk football. What I will say though, okay. What I will say, I put this on my Instagram story last okay. night. The game was thirty-four nothing before Travis Kelsey scores that touchdown in the fourth quarter. The video footage of Taylor Swift on that play. Homegirls locked in during a 34-0 game. She's like reading the defense. This girl is putting her hands up for touchdown before Travis Kelsey even has the fucking ball. She's the first person to celebrate in the box. Homegirl knows football. And I respect her even more now for that. I don't respect her for her choices because Travis Kelsey's an incompetent boob. But... I do respect that she knows she knows she knows ball and I'm all about that. Yeah, and Kurt, that goes to my point too. Number one, you're absolutely right. All the video, if we break down the film of Taylor Swift watching the game, that's the film we're breaking down. If we break down that film, you're absolutely right. She was locked the fuck in. Maybe she knew she was gonna be on the film, whatever, it doesn't really matter. She was locked in. And again, she looked very natural to me from what we saw in the box with all of Kelsey's people. His mom is right there. Like again, even if they started dating this summer, it's not like they would have been dating forever. Like she was with his mom the whole game. That's crazy. So she looked very natural. My other point, Kurt, for all the Swifties out there who maybe need to hear this because I know the Swifties are like, you know, largely listening to us every week. What like why do you have to be so mad? Like she looks so happy. Like she looks like she's having a great time. Like she's locked in. She's enjoying meeting the family. She's eating fucking chicken tenders. I saw those pictures. I saw her walking around with Kelsey. They went out to a restaurant in Kansas City or near Arrowhead after the game. It's like she looks like she's having a great time. Why you gotta why you gotta hate on this? I'm hating on it because I just hate tra Travis, but no, like at the same fair. time that, that's fair. I'll give you that but, one, but just but, but it's, Yes, at the same time. That's the happiest I've ever seen that girl look. And I, you know, I'm someone made this point on Twitter. This might be the first boyfriend Taylor Swift has that realizes, oh shit, I'm dating Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, did you see like during the game he's like waving up at like a little kid? Like, yep. <laughs> he's like, I'm dating Taylor Swift. The last guy she was with for six years didn't say her name once in public. Like, and she's been into these like you know no 
no offense to the Brits, but like these British men who weigh less than her and she's fucking skinny and they have these accents and they don't talk about her. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe this is just, maybe this is the 180 she needed. And regardless, the next album is going to fucking slap once they break up. So, I mean, I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, I don't know. I don't know how I feel because again, I'm not a huge like celebrity couple guy. Like I know that's shocking to the people out there. Sorry to disappoint. Um, I, something about this feels kind of just kind of fun. I know it's kind of new. Like if this keeps going on, it's going to get old real quick. So I will put it out of there. But at least for now, it seems kind of fun. It's just a crossover I never expected happening and happening this publicly and this quickly. So I'm going to enjoy it while it happens. Again, if she breaks up with him and breaks his heart, I don't think I would be very sad about that. If that affects his play and the Chiefs suck, I don't think I would be very sad about that. So like there's that out there. But again, it's kind of funny and it's giving people a lot of content. So. I don't know where this is going, Kurt. You were pointing this out to me before we started recording. It's all over social media. It's people are going absolutely nuts. Kurt, I don't know if you can confirm this or not. I feel like I saw a video today where she was rolled out of the stadium in like a popcorn or like she was rolled out of like the thing in a popcorn. Is that true? I, don't, I couldn't tell if that was fake or not. So, Bruno, it's interesting because I asked that guy many questions. Okay. <laughs> um, for her Eras tour, yeah. the way she got from backstage to on the stage is they brought her out in a janitor cart. So she got into a janitor cart and was pushed by janitors mm. to the stage. So it is very much the same thing that she goes into a popcorn machine, <laughs> gets rolled out of the suite, and goes down and meets Travis Kelsey. I'll give it what I mean, it's comical. It is, it is very comical. Bruno, I have two more Taylor things, and then we're done because we talked about it over 10 minutes now. <laughs> Number one, she's an Eagles fan. She's an Eagles fan? She's from Philadelphia. In some of her songs, she sings about her Eagles t-shirts. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, conflict of interest because Jason Kelsey is an Eagle. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. That, that's suspicious. Now. We're like at levels of suspicious with how well this is working. Like, now you've turned my tinfoil hat on here. <laughs> yeah, put the, put the tin hat on, She's brother. She's a plant by the NFL. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> like the, the NFL like bios yesterday was like Taylor was here nine twenty four twenty three like we've gone full Taylor mode yeah we have my last point is apparently there were rumors about this but then it was confirmed this morning last night for their date wherever the fuck they went in Kansas City she paid for everyone's meal in the restaurant let them finish and then said get out so she bought out the restaurant for her and Travis that's a fucking power move well her. Tour just grossed one fucking billion dollars, so this I mean, true. Uh, good for her. But uh, it's it'll be interesting. The Chiefs play at MetLife next week in New York. She lives in New York currently. Maybe she'll pop out for that one. Won't won't be fun to see, but it's it, they're supposed to be Sunday night football. So that would be crazy, Kurt. Here's the one thing that's preventing me from thinking it's full industry plant mode, and it's my last hero thing because I know we've been going on this for a while, but it's kind of fun. If, if Usher hadn't just got announced as the Super Bowl halftime show for the NFL, this could have been all some crazy marketing PR bullshit for Taylor being announced as the halftime thing, even though I'm sure they've wanted her to do that forever. And she's literally too big for the halftime show. Like the halftime show, you have to do like 15 minutes of music and they always rush to get all their songs. In. Taylor Swift can't even do 15 minutes of an album without missing part of the album that are all number one hits. So I don't even know how she would do that, but yeah. it would be like... She sang 44 songs in her last, I mean, 44 songs in her last show. I mean, I'll be straight with you, Bruno. The Usher thing is wildly underwhelming to me. Agreed. Dude, he hasn't been relevant in so long. Like, he has some bangers from back in the day. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, like, other yeah, than that. Yeah, but what's he going to, 
what's he going to come out and sing? Confessions Part 2? Like, yeah. it's not 2004, and you're not trying to serenade my mom. Like, yeah, and it's just, like, a weird demo they're going for. Like, what's the demo they're trying to attract with this pick? You know, like, I guess, like, kind of, like, young adults our age that have some money? I don't really know. I, it's weird. No, I mean, it used to be, like, the last two have been good. Because it was the one with Dr. Dre, Missy Elliott, Eminem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it was Rihanna last year. Yeah, Rihanna was good. Usher, man. Usher, baby. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. listen. Yeah, he's a good performer, so it'll be a good perform like visuals. But the songs, I agree, are not not the best. Yeah. So. How soon into his set does he take his shirt off? That's oh, that's going to be a he, problem. Bet. Kurt, he's not even going to wear any clothes. Period. He's just going to have a tar. Ooh. You know, Tarzan has just a patch over his fucking dick. He's going to be yeah. Tarzan. Well, probably need to be a pretty big patch. Anyway, that's, Bruno, well, uh, well. Chiefs forty-one nothing. Take it away. <laughs> well, I don't know how we transitioned from the star power of Taylor Swift and the Chiefs to Browns and Titans, Kurt, but we're certainly going to try to transition here. <laughs> Shit. Well, uh, listen. You know, in life there's the stars, and in life there are the non-stars, <laughs> and that's the best transition I can come up with. Because Kurt, let me tell you. This was a game full of not many stars. Uh, the Titans, fresh after we said we would remember them and didn't, and they won last week, we remembered them this week, and they lost this week, Kurt, because they looked like stinky doo-doo poo-poo uh, against the Browns, who I can't get a read on either of these teams. The Titans one week look horrible, then they win, and now they look horrible. The Browns one week look great, then they look horrible, and now they look great. So it's like, I can't get a read on either of these teams. Kurt, you warned us all. It didn't matter in the end. The Browns just basically won this game 27-3, to Titans didn't look very good coached, which is we've just been talking about the difference that coaching can make with Mike Rabel, and they looked horrible this game. Deshaun Watson probably had one of I don't like he probably had one of his better games as a Brown. Like you can probably say that like it was one of his better games as a Brown. Kurt, I don't think this result matters at all moving forward because either of these teams could just look like absolutely dog poo poo or like good in the next week depending on who they're playing. So Browns twenty seven to three, Kurt. That's all I got. Bruno, uh, if we ever do a pick six, and I pick. For or against the Titans, whatever it is, just pick the opposite, and I promise <laughs> you will be right. True, true. I will. I I literally can't pick those games. Yeah. So can't. Mike Vrabel, GFY. Um, <laughs> Bruno, another big GFY. This one goes out to the G-men. All right, the Giants back to stinking up the joint. You yeah. know, they they had those first six quarters of the year where they were dog shit. Then they have two great quarters. Come back, beat the Cardinals. They're back to sucking. Yep. The suck off is back. Oh, uh, they go out to the West Coast. They got smacked around by the 49ers, 30 to 12 on Thursday Night Football. Uh, in this one, Bruno, two guys took over for the 49ers. McCaffrey and Debo, uh, they shined 13th straight win for San Francisco. The only loss in Brock Purdy's career of games he started was the NFC Championship where he played two drives and then shattered his elbow. So, I, Bruno, in the NFC, are they the best team? I'm, I, who says no? Kurt, I don't think you can say no. Who are the other candidates? Uh, a team that, instead of calling the Cowboys, we're going to call them a different C-word coming up? Or an Eagles team that's looked entirely unconvincing, though I will admit they're playing right now as we speak, but they've looked entirely inconvincing. So, 49ers, you called this from the start of the season. You were on the 49ers train definitively before the season. Kurt, you may have been wrong about the Titans, but you were right about the 49ers. Facts. Facts. Um, Kurt, uh, another game that you and I, well, maybe not another game, a game that you and I were right about uh, coming up next in the spirit of blowouts this week. Bills 37, Commanders 3. Kurt, there's really nothing much to say about this game other than we thought that the Commanders would 
like they had two good games against two bad teams. They played one good team and they instantly crumpled. Crumple, dumple, McShumple. Um, they looked horrible. Josh Allen was just doing whatever the fuck he want. He they were they were just getting scoring chances left and right. Kurt, it's not even about the Bills offense, it's about the Bills defense. If you had them in fantasy, most likely you won this week, unless you're me who had them in lost in different leagues, so that's a really fun time. Uh, they had five turnovers, Kurt. Fun fact, Sam Howell, he threw a pick in every single quarter of this game. First, second, third, and fourth. Not one, not two, not three, but four. Um, so he stinks. Uh, and again, what is there to say? The Bills are good. The Commanders are not. Yeah, I did say on the pick six, I expected it to be uh, a closer game in the fact that I respect Washington's defense. And I, I do think, you know, that game was largely scaled by Sam Howell shitting his pants and giving having five turnovers of his own uh, in this game. So obviously the score is skewed, but the the, 40, the commanders just straight up did not show up. So um, maybe, maybe we overreacted to the Bills losing in week one. I, they look good again. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, uh, but they don't look as good as another AFC East team. Sheesh, Kurt. Bruno, I said last week in our long recap about the Patriots. I believe my quote to you is Mike McDaniel is changing the game of offensive football. I believe that's what I said. You did say that. I've never been more correct about anything in my entire fucking life. Yep. To infinity and beyond (laughs) is where Mike McDaniel is taking these Miami Dolphins offensively. Bruno, the Dolphins scored the most points in a game since 1966 when they dropped 70 points on the fucking heads of the Denver Broncos, Bruno. <laughs> Some of these stats, it's like if you were playing Madden. Yeah. And you put it on rookie mode. Yep. And you gave the ball to the Dolphins every possession. <laughs> Those are the numbers that they put up offensively. Tua, 23 of 26 for 309 yards and four touchdowns. Talk about being fucking efficient. Perfect. Yep. 158.3 passer rate. Yep. Raheem Moster and Devin Ark. Uh, is it? Arcane, how do you say it? Do you know? I think he I think he changed it instead of chain, it's a chan, I wanna say. Okay, Devin A. Uh Nailed it. combined those two knuckleheads combined for three hundred and fifty yards and five touchdowns of their own in the win. Bruno, the funniest part of this is the fact that Denver head coach Sean Payton called Nathaniel Hackett's <laughs> coaching career in Denver the worst coaching job he's ever seen. Homeboy, if that's the worst you've ever seen, what are you doing this year, pal? 0-3 with 50-point loss dropped on your goddamn head by a former Denver Bronco ball boy. Bless you. Bless up. Bless up. Um, You know, Mike McDaniel was a Denver Broncos ball boy. Couldn't get an interview for head coach in Denver last year or two years ago. And now he just drops his big old balls right on top of him for a 50-point dub. Yeah, Kurt, that is nonsense. You know what that reminded me of? Which I, it makes me sad because they scored more than us. Uh, remember the Patriots 59 Titans 0 game where it felt like we had 59 points like in the beginning of the third quarter and we were like, we're going to score 100. And then we just like stopped trying because we had 59 points and we were winning by 59 points. Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> so that's what this reminded me of a little bit. I wasn't closely watching this game. I just kept getting updates on like, what? Kurt, another crazy part of this game uh, shout out your fantasy team. They didn't even have Jalen Waddle. They scored 70 points without Jalen Waddle. Like, what the fuck? With, and no defensive scores and no special team score, scores. The offense legitimately <laughs> scored 
10 fucking touchdowns. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And Kurt, what must be said, what you and I must say to the people of America who are listening, to the Swifties all over the world, to Mama Kelsey who's tuning in right now, Kurt, what must we say? Hmm, there's a certain team that just played the Dolphins two weeks ago that uh, defensively did, did not let up 70 points, did not let up 10 touchdowns, and almost beat that team that just put up 70 points, Kurt. Kurt, who may have that been? The pitter-patters. Yep. Uh, Kurt, it is a little sad that I'm bragging about that as, like, that is something to be bragged about. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to have to anyways. That's relevant, in my opinion. That is yeah. incredibly relevant. Bill, and they did it without Jonathan Jones and without Marcus Jones and without Jack Jones. Yeah. Max. And Christian Gonzalez put Tyree Kill in his little fucking baby toddler seat. He yep. strapped him. He buckled him up. All right? Buckled. Tyree Kill had more yards and touchdowns in this game on his first catch than he did in the entire <laughs> game against Christian Gonzalez and the Patriots. That's a I mean, stat. That's a stat. I, I said what I said. Kurt, do numbers lie? Answer me this. Do numbers lie? Only when Jamel Hill tells you them. I knew that was coming, Kurt. Yeah, Kurt, you haven't lost a fucking step. We haven't said that in so long, and I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> Shout out Kurt's eye, baby. Still got it. Oh, Kurt, you know who still fucking got it as well? The Detroit Lions, baby. Kurt, good thing my dumbass brain on pick six didn't take the Falcons. Remember when we were doing this on pick six? I was like, oh, my brain kind of thinks Falcons. What the fuck, Kurt? First of all, shut the fuck up, Bruno's brain. What? When have you ever been right about really anything pick six related? Second of all, how could I even doubt the Lions coming back, beating the Falcons 20 to six? Again, game, it was 20 to six, not the most barn murder game you've ever seen. The takeaways from here are number one, Jared Goff just continues to be pretty steady, I would say. You know, maybe there are times when you need something spectacular to win a game, and maybe he has to prove that. But he's been pretty steady, he's been pretty solid, he's been pretty good, and maybe that's what the Lions need, honestly, a little bit of stability. The other thing for the Falcons, Kurt, the biggest part about the Falcons is their run game. They got Bijan Robinson there. They got Tyler Algier there. They got Desmond Ritter, who can run as quarterback. When they get down, Kurt, and when they're behind in games, not very conducive to the run game, because you're trying to pass to catch up quick without burning the clock. So, they got a little exposed. Good win for the Lions. You know, uh, welcome to Detroit City. Detroit gets a win at home, Bruno. I'm happy for them. They moved to 2-1 and one in the year. I, I like Detroit. I like them. We like them that easy to root for yes sir bruno in one of the most shocking outcomes of week three uh the houston texans went on the road and they manhandled duval jacksonville 37 to 17 in a fun little afc south showdown bruno cj stroud didn't look fantastic first couple weeks couple losses for the texans boy dialed it up in week three his primary target was Tank Dell. They lit up the Jaguar secondary. Tank Dell, Bruno, I did say this. Shout out to me again. You did. Pat on the back. You did. When he was when Tank Dell was running all, all over the Patriots secondary in uh, the preseason, people are like, who the fuck is Tank Dell? I was like, yeah. I actually really like him. He's pretty good. Well, you're right. Well, and uh, I believe the Jaguars would concur with that statement. Um, Bruno, it's been a sluggish, sleepy start to the year for the Jaguars who are now one and two is the AFC South question mark question mark question mark up for grabs question mark question mark yikes Kurt I'm not gonna lie it kind of is you know what I was looking at a second ago I should pull this up they're they're doing this fun little circle of fuckery here because the Colts lost to the Jaguars and beat the Texans 
the Texans. I've I've lost myself in the circle, but it's one of those where it's like each team has beaten two teams and lost one team. Yep. So yep. I don't know what's going on. Uh, we're gonna get to another one of those teams in a couple games from now. But yes, I, that was shocking, Kurt, considering the hype that the Jaguars have had this year and how not good the Texans have been. The reason they have CJ Stroud is because they're fucking garbage last year. So again, this was a shocking twenty point victory for the Texans, Kurt. What wasn't a shocking victory was the Seahawks over the Panthers. Guess who didn't play on the other end of this quarterback spectrum for the Panthers? It was Bryce Young. He's out. I don't know if they said exactly how long. Maybe like one to two games, maybe a little more. I think he has an ankle injury or something. So who starts the game for the Carolina Panthers? It's the Red Rocket himself, Andy Dalton. Fucking hilarious that he's still out here throwing for 58 times in a game this which is fucking hilarious that he threw it 58 times uh he actually like wasn't horrible question mark i mean he wasn't good but like he threw for 360 yards and two touchdowns so it's like you know it's not the worst thing in the world the panthers didn't even have any turnovers the problem is their defense should jack diddly titch it Kurt. uh this the seahawks put up 37 and they kicked five field goals so this could have been way more of a blow than it was at the end of the day i don't really have any too crazy takeaways for this game uh, I will say the Seahawks, you know, obviously they're not as good as the 49ers, but if they keep racking up wins, they're in the wildcard race in the NFC. So, Yeah, and they got it. Uh, Geno Smith's been fine yeah. for them this year, and they relied heavily on the running game this week. And, you know, Kenneth Walker, two touchdowns. I mean, Seahawks are a good team in a relatively bad NFC. So, yeah, like, true. I think I do think Seattle will be there uh, at the end. Bruno, we're going to transition a little bit here into some of our little longer recaps yeah, um, in some of the games that weren't just utter blowouts. Um, first one, Bruno. Colts are feeling pretty gay, huh? Well, that's a bold statement, Kurt. I care to explain. I just meant happy. I just oh. meant happy. You know why? Because I'm not motherfucking gay, Bruno. <laughs> I um, love that you said that. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that, Bruno. He has five field goals, including an NFL record four from fifty plus yards. Now I get it. You know, NFL kickers these days. Are almost a cheat code. The really good ones. He made all of them look effortless, which is it was like shitty weather out in Baltimore yesterday too. And he's out there not in a dome making kicks. Bruno, dare I say he outkicked Justin Tucker? You don't say that very often, Kurt. Uh, you never say that. Justin Tucker had a chance to win the game for the Ravens. Granted, from I believe sixty-one yeah, yards. Yep. And he kicked it 60 yards. It yeah. would have been good, but he kicked it one yard short. So, um, Matt Gay would have made it. Matt Gay would have made it. I mean, that's all I have to say about that. He would have done it. Uh, but, Bruno, we have to get into it. For the Colts, this was a little bit surprising. No Anthony Richardson. So, obviously, Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania, starts at quarterback. Still no Jonathan Taylor. So, Zach Randy Moss. That is his official name. <laughs> that's his official name. It's on the birth certificate. That, don't come at me. Um, <laughs> And, you know, you figure, you know, you don't have your guys, no chance. Well, ha, gay. I mean, I mean, wrong, <laughs> wrong, no, wrong, wrong, Bruno. <laughs> this was a back and forth game that, to be fucking honest, should have just been won by the Colts. Like, yeah. I mean, by the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens were the better team in this game. They, some of the decisions that they had, a couple fourth and ones, a couple opportunities to go for it, some third down calls that were incredibly suspicious. Um, it, it just felt like they not underestimated the Colts, but it felt more like 
they're like, ah, oh, eventually it's a shitty game, but we'll come back and we'll win it, or we have it in the bag, and they 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 didn't have it in the bag, and ultimately, Matt Gay leads them to victory, the Colts to victory. Um, Bruno, in an AFC that's going to have some razor thin margins here, this could be a game that you look back on and be like, ah, oh, shit, like the Ravens are going to come back to this one and be like, wow, we we really hurt ourselves dropping this one. Uh, a big question, the big part of that is Lamar hasn't looked incredibly comfortable in this new offense. You know, I picked him to be my NFL MVP. I thought all the stuff I was reading, uh, he's going to have a new, uh, you know, throw the ball a little more. Mark Andrews is going to go off. Where's Mark Andrews? Where you been, brother? I mean, questions from Baltimore. What are your thoughts on this gay affair? <laughs> First of all, I loved, I loved every part of everything you just said right there. And I was just laughing the entire time. Sometimes it feels like I just have a front row seat and the only seat just watching Kurt just go off. And it just, it's a great time. So you, I'm happy to you be You do have the only seat. You have the <laughs> only do. seat to see me. I do. I'm the only seat. Um, Kurt, my thoughts on the Ravens. I don't know. It, it's like there's definitely been a lot of teams that have been so up and so down this year. But this just feels like one that let slip away. Like the Ravens were clearly capable of winning this game. You could have argued that they should have won this game. So can they still figure it out i think absolutely right i don't think i'm looking at this after this game and being like these are unfixable problems but it just becomes a question of was this just one slip up like again didn't the colts beat the chiefs in the regular season like a year or two ago so it's like sometimes those games happen where maybe it's just the colts i guess but like you just have those bad losses will this be a sign of symptoms for the ravens or will this just be a game they'll look back at lap on i don't know Kurt, but uh, yeah, the, I second the Mark Andrews thing. I have him on a couple of my fantasy teams, and he's just done nothing. So fix that, Ravens. That's your biggest priority. Yes. Um, Kurt, the next game we got a little uh, little back-and-forth affair. You had Colts-Ravens that went back-and-forth. I now would like to present at your feet a back-and-forth game, but only once. It went back, and it went forth. Usually when you say back and forth, it implies multiple times going back and forth. There was one singular back and there was one singular forth in this Saints and Packers game, Kurt. Because the Saints went back, they went up 17-0, and then the Packers went forth. They scored 18 points and went 18-17. Kurt, what the fuck? That's a weird fuck back and forth. <laughs> it's it's a seesaw that seed and sawed, and that was it. There was one C and one saw. No more. No moss. Um, so, nope. Kurt, again, yeah, <laughs> I mentioned this already, but Saints, they scored all 17 of their points in the first half. They kind of looked like they were clicking, I'm not going to lie. And then the Packers simply proceeded to score 18 points in the fourth quarter and won 18-17. So, Kurt, we got to say a couple things about this game. <clears throat> first things first, Derek Carr did get injured. He, like, hurt his shoulder or something. There was all these concerns. Oh, my God, he's their big offseason signing. What's going to go on? People forget they still have Jameis Winston. So that was kind of hilarious. I was like, oh, shit, it's Jameis time, baby. Remember that season? He had 30 picks and 30 interceptions or uh, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions the same season. Just yep. the electricity that comes with Jameis Winston, right? So they run up 17-0. Jameis is in. What's going on here? At the other end of the spectrum, Kurt, I have to give you credit because I kind of laughed when you said this before the season. Jordan Love? I mean, yes, he needs more consistency. He's kind of that guy. And that was something that you said before the season. I said he was going to be stinky poo-poo. I don't really like how many times I keep having to be like Kurt was right and I was wrong. It happens a lot. I should be used to it by now. I'm not. Jordan Love looked pretty good, led them all the way back into the game. And Kurt, what we have to say yet again is no Christian Washington. They haven't had him the whole season. He's supposed to be their wide receiver one. They haven't had him the whole season. No Aaron Jones, who's like maybe one of their best playmakers for two games in a row. They don't have David Bakhtiari, who we talked about. Fun fact, you gave last week. He was a play on turf. He was also out again, right? 
And then Jordan Love just continues to come back with these clutch games and clutch performances. So it, it's kind of crazy from the Packers. Like, I don't know what to make of them. Clearly, if they go down, they're not afraid to come back. Clearly, if they go up like they did last week against the Falcons, they're not afraid to blow a lead. They're going to be a fun team to watch, Kurt. You will say that. I will say for the Packers, they could have lost this game. Jameis drove the Saints all the way down with one minute left for a 46-yard field goal try, and the kicker missed it. So, like, you can kind of say that. Like, that has to be at least mentioned in this conversation. But, again, it's just one of those things that if you're a Packers fan, you're just, even if you don't like roller coasters, you're just on this roller coaster. And I, the end the end of the roller coaster is week 18, 17, 18, whatever the last week is. I've lost track at this point. Whatever the last week of the regular season is, that's when the, you have no choice but to stay on it until you get there. Yeah, you better hold on for dear life, brother. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, yes, it, uh, the Derek Carr injury is significant for a couple reasons. It's a sprained AC joint. So that's the same injury Jimmy Garoppolo had back in the day as a Patriot. Um, but I guess incredibly painful and just d- depends on pain tolerance. Uh, he is listed as week to week. Why is this important for us on this podcast? Uh, we play the Saints in two weeks. True. So... You know, Alvin Kamara comes back. Chris Olave is an elite receiver, but who's throwing it to him? Seamus Jameis or <laughs> or Derek Carr? I don't know which I'd prefer. I don't know. Probably, either, I, I probably prefer to see Jameis just because he'll do something stupid and Bill Belichick will eat I him I feel alive. like he's a little easier to, like, fool. Like, he'll fall for one fake or coverage shit on defense and be like, I got a guy wide open. And then Bill's just like, chess move, interception. Didn't see this defensive tackle dropping from his <laughs> nose tackle position to deep safety. Missed that. Um, Love that. But yeah, interesting times. I am happy for Jordan Love. I am. You love love. That's all. Like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. You love love. Gay. Um, <laughs> God, that was so good. Bruno, <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. Um, <laughs> Bruno, we had a battle of two teams that we talked about on our pick six, trying to save their respective seasons and ultimately only one team can rise up from that challenge and it happened to be the los angeles chargers they beat the minnesota vikings 28 24 Bruno, in this one justin herbert threw for 400 yards actually threw for more than that three tutties keenan allen had 18 Mm. catches in one fucking game (laughs) that's like more than the Patriots' entire tight end group yeah. from a couple years ago. Yep. In one game. 18 catches on 20 targets. Also incredibly efficient. Uh, yep. He had 215 yards through the air. And still, despite that, they still almost lost. Yeah. So, they did their part offensively. The defense <laughs> wasn't doing their part. Uh, Bruno, twice in the last three minutes, Vikings had the ball in goal-to-go situations. First time, Vikings go for it on the on fourth down. Stuffed. Not happening. No bueno, not not working. Second time, Kinky Kirk. That's right. I said what I said. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Kinky Kirk rushes to play, throws a pick in the end zone, and that's the game. Kinky Kirk, I don't know. He was seeing too much red, thinking about a red room. I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't great for him. Bruno, for this game, Chargers seem like they saved their season. They got to win. However, it's not all good news coming out of Los Angeles. So Mike Williams tears his ACL. He is out for the season. That is a massive, massive loss to them. Was Austin Eckler already dealing with injuries? Uh, you know, it, if Keenan Allen happens to go down here, um, it's it's problematic for the Chargers, dude. Um, and he, like you, like we've we've talked about, he's not the epitome of health not in exactly. any in any sense of the word. 
Uh, Bruno, for the Vikings, shame, same shit, different game, third straight week. Uh, they were so goddamn good in close games last year. They are 0-3 in, in close games this year. Uh, regression is a bitch. A regression is a bitch. Bruno, it does suck to be Justin Jefferson in this scenario. I do have one, one, one little tidbit here. Sure. There have been some rumors today. Wait, I'm sitting up. I'm so, wait, can you confirm I'm sitting up? I don't know what these rumors are. I'm sitting up. Yeah, Bruno has sat. He sat up I'm in his sit. chair. Bruno, uh, the New York Jets on the horn with the 0-3 Minnesota Vikings That's in regards to El Quarterbacko, Kirk Cousins. So we'll see. You know, Kirk Cousins is a free agent. So, like, mm. at the end of this season. So perhaps, perhaps... If you're Minnesota, do you want to get something for him? Because I don't know if Kirk Cousins is coming back next year. So, interesting thoughts. I wonder, is is um, Zach Wilson part of that trade, do you think? If you're the Vikings, is that what, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't, that's, who's the Vikings backup? I have no idea. It used to be Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know who's there currently. Because that would basically be like, we're giving up on the season, which is hilarious. Dude, imagine if you're... Oh, my God. We were just talking about feeling bad for Justin Jefferson. Imagine they trade Kirk Cousins for fucking Zach Wilson. Yeah, no, that would suck, huh? That would be bad. Holy shit. That would be wild for the Jets. I would respect that if I'm the Jets, because that's then that actually would be perfect for the Jets. He's a free agent. He's way more equipped to win now than any other option. They need to win now. And again, they don't care about re-signing because they have Aaron Rodgers for next year. That would be low-key perfect trade for the Jets. Obviously, I'm not saying perfect because Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback of all time. But just situationally, that would actually be perfect for the Jets. What's up? Nick Mullins is the backup quarterback. Oh, Nick Mullins. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had like a couple. Wasn't he on the 49ers? I think he had a couple of good games on the 49ers yep. a while ago. Um, yep. Interesting. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see. But uh yeah, Chargers, Chargers win, Vikings lose. Uh, what else is news? Uh, what else is news? Kurt, I this next game was stunning. There, there are some games, there are some matchups that you and I don't don't spend a single second thinking. Let's put this on the pick six. You know why, Kurt? Because those matchups are so ridiculous. There's a hundred percent chance that Kurt and I would pick the team, and there's a hundred percent chance that that team would win because that's a lopsided matchup for it. Well, Kurt, yes. You'd think with Cowboys Cardinals, you'd think that would have played out. But Kurt, what the fuck? <laughs> am, I, Kurt, am I reading this correctly? Uh, Cardinals 28, Cowboys 16. <laughs> Kurt, I don't even know where to start with this. I think before I even say anything, do you have a wellness check on your pan- Panamanian pal, your uncle? Because I think he's going to need one. He, well... He called twice and texted. Oh, boy. He said, I, he goes, I knew it was too good to be true. Oh, God. I didn't know we were going <laughs> to lose the worst team in the NFL. Because, <laughs> Kurt, I will say, dating back to last year, he's had a pretty good track record of knowing, like, like people last year were like, oh, the Cowboys are definitely winning. And he was like, I think this could be a game we lose. Like, he was pretty good about saying that last year. Even him being surprised by this says a lot because, Kurt, holy shit, the Cardinals are fucking horrible and they beat the Cowboys by double digits. I don't even really know what to say about this game. It was Josh Dobbs' first win in his seventh NFL season. So congratulations, Josh Dobbs. You didn't exit the NFL never having won a game. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Uh, Kurt, this I, there's really, like, who gives a shit really about the X's and O's this game? I think what this really comes down to was the fact that Cowboys were feeling the hype. They just destroyed both New York teams. People were saying they're one of the best teams at NFC. It was good. They, they were poo-pooing and pop-pooing all the Cowboys that were hearing all the hype. Kurt, 
they must have just had maybe the worst week of practice and the most cocky attitudes of all time because i don't know what else would have explained this game Kurt. poor execution all the way around not good plays not good execution 13 penalties for 107 yards Dak goes an interception just bad execution all around so kurt this has pretty big implications for both sides. The Cardinals are obviously hoping to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, I would assume, because they're bad and they need draft picks. I don't know if they're saying for a quarterback, because obviously you have Kyler Murray, but at least to get a top draft pick to either trade or take themselves. Them winning this game now is a massive blow in their tank race, considering how bad teams like the Bears are. And Kurt, for the Cowboys, I mentioned this earlier, your team name is the Cowboys, but I think another C word, the Clowns, might be a little more appropriate because how could we consider you one of the best teams in the NFL if you got lost by double digits to the Cardinals? So, Kurt, I don't know if you have any opinions on this. I don't know if the Cowboys, this is going to be like their horrible game of the season. Everybody gets one. That's just a really bad game. For the Bills, it could be week one losing to Zach Wilson and the Jets. Maybe they just turn it around and like that was their clown game. Maybe this is their clown game, Kurt, but I don't know. This is scary for Cowboys fans. No, this was bad. If you're a Cowboys fan, this is bad. You lose Trayvon Diggs for the year yeah. and practice on Thursday to a torn ACL, and it's like they just couldn't mentally get over it. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Um, but this is, yeah, not good no. uh, for the Cowboys. It's also maybe not good for the Patriots, who are going down to Dallas next week. Like, are do the Cowboys suck, or are they going to be so motivated to like turn their season back to where it was yeah. going? I don't know. I don't particularly want to find out either, but yeah, I mean, in this, uh, it was crazy. You know, the Cowboys took a playbook, uh, took a page out of the Patriots playbook. Right. They're in the red zone of the Cardinals. Uh, I believe it was five or six times in the red zone inside the 20 yard line. They scored six points total. That does not. Wait, Kurt, yeah. one point a trip? That's not bad. Yeah, sure. Sure. No. Sure. Bruno, it is what it is. Uh, just the game no one saw coming. Sure. Bruno, because there are two Monday night games going on, we only have one more uh, in this little fun little recap. Sure. Bruno, we're talking Steelers at the Raiders, Sunday night football. Got to see our girl Carrie Underwood again. Uh, Bruno, in every game this season, the Vegas Raiders have scored first on a touchdown pass from Jimmy G. In week one, it was to our boy Jacoby Myers, RIP in peace. Mm. I miss him dearly. Same. So to hit Jacoby for a touchdown, they win. In weeks two and three, it was to Devontae Parker. I mean, not Devontae Parker. Oh. Devontae Adams. Yep. So they lose both of those games. So I, I I, mean, I think the math is telling me you want to win games? You throw the ball to Jacoby Myers first, let him score, and you're going to win the game. I think so. I I think Devontae Adams stinks. How about that? Yep. In no possible sure. world has he been good this year. I can't even see no. the world. He's, I can't see. No. No, I, Bruno. I mean... What are we doing here? I mean, he's <laughs> he's not an all pro. Bruno, <laughs> Steelers in this one, Bruno, they go up 23 to 7. And, you know, it, what am I reading here? <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> that was so fucking good. <laughs> Bruno, I'm so, I'm so fucking confused. I'm so fucking confused. I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> For someone who's the segue god and so smooth, that would have been my favorite moment we've ever had on like the completely <laughs> What am I reading? <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, I get lost in the sauce on these recaps and I I can't recover. <laughs> 
and this is one of those times. Kurt, I think you just... What, is there anything else to say? I think you recapped it perfectly. Uh, Bruno, I'm just going to go move along oh. here and say the Steelers won 23-18. Uh, to 18. Oh, shit. No, but really, Bruno, is Joshua Gales a good head coach? I'm going to skip the Steelers part. Is Joshua Gales a good head coach? Kurt, the evidence says no, right? I mean, he, yeah. he just simply, every team he coaches as the head coach stinks. Those Broncos he coached back in the day, fucking terrible. Also, Jimmy G hasn't looked very good. He's out again with another injury. That dude is made of glass. He's in concussion protocol. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's just, Who's the I don't Raiders? know. I don't um, know. Uh, backup? Uh, Brian, Brian Hoyer? Hoyer? You're joking. Yep. Brian Hoyer's about to start nope. another game? Yep. In the NFL? Yep. Who the fuck is Aiden O'Connell? He's there. That's just their third QB. No idea. Okay. Anyways, Brian Hoyer's still that starting would... the NFL's electric. But yeah, Kurt, Josh McDaniels. I'm going to circle back on that, though, Bruno. Yeah. What was I reading? <laughs> Kurt, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Kurt, I will say for the Steelers. Um, again, the Raiders are Sinky Poo Poo, Joe, uh, Jimmy G in concussion protocol. Big yikes for them. For the Steelers, Kurt, uh, the Bengals are playing. So a little peel back behind the curtains. It's it's Monday night. We're watching the Bengals play currently right now as we are live. Um, we don't know yet if they win or lose. But Kurt, if they lose, which I'm not saying is going to happen, but like, you know, the Rams have looked like better than we may have thought this year. Um, they'll be 0-3 and, and the entire division will be 2-1. and one. I'm not saying that's a hole they can't come back from, Kurt, but that is low-key kind of crazy. Like, I don't think we thought the Browns would be 2-1. and one. I don't think we thought the Steelers would be 2-1. and one. The Ravens, we probably did. But, like, that's crazy. So I, they better win tonight because 1-2 and two is a lot different than 0-3 and three in that division. Oh, it's it's massively different. So yeah. I, I don't know here, pal. It's going to be um, it's going to be tough sledding for the Bengals if they drop this game. It absolutely will be. It absolutely will be. So uh, we shall see, Kurt. We shall see. Bruno, let's talk a little Patriots before we wrap this bitch up, huh? Uh, Yes, sir. Well, Bruno, Pats are finally in the win column in 2023. However, However. it was one of the ugliest games of football I have ever seen (sighs) in these seven years of walking the earth. But it is our 15th straight win over the New York Jets. That is absolutely insane. And Mac Jones is now 5-0 in his career against Gotham. Gotham's finest, Kurt. In a touching tribute to the win streak, we scored one point for every win on the win streak. That was intentional from Bill. That was completely all planned. In no way did we ever even consider scoring more than 15 points. We wanted to score exactly 15 points. And you know what, Kurt? We did that to perfection. So I would say top tier execution, right? Oh, I thought we, yes, no doubt. I mean, no No doubt doubt about it. Bruno, there are a couple different places i would like to go when we talk about this game for the patriots Mm -hmm. number one being uh the biggest difference between this week and the first two weeks aside from us playing a bad team this week true 
was the fact that <clears throat> the Patriots did not turn the ball over. There was not that back-breaking play. There was not the interception. There was not a fumble. There was no, you know, ridic- nothing ridiculous on special teams. They played a relatively clean game. There were a couple drives where they had like three or four penalties on one drive. That shit can't happen. No. But overall, a relatively clean game, especially against an elite defense like the New York Jets. Again, so that had that was different in the first two games. But another issue that has continued to plague the Patriots is once again, the offense moves down the field, they get into opponent territory, and shit hits the fan. If you look at some of the stats from this game, it doesn't it doesn't correlate uh, to the Patriots only scoring 15 points because offensively, Bruno, the Patriots, I believe, team stats, here we go, they had 358 yards of total offense. Like, they had 69 plays, 13 drives, 201 yards through the air, and 157 rushing. Like, that equates to more than 15 points and only 13 scored on offense, wouldn't you say? You would think, Kurt, I, you would think. But, uh, Kurt, that wasn't what happened. And you know what's crazy? I know we're going to get there, but I just I got to say this while it's burning a hole in my brain. Sometimes shit just, like, is like, I'm in your brain. I need to come out, and I can't do anything about it. So that's what I'm going to do right now, Kurt. The fact that we played that clean of a game with no turnovers and the fact we didn't have any of those backbreaking mistakes and the fact that we outgained them like that and we still only won by five. Yeah, no, it's not great. But I will say, Bruno, like, this is the exact team that beat the Bills. Like, the Zach Wilson led New York Jets, True. forced Josh Allen into four turnovers, True. and Mac Jones True. had zero. I'm not saying Mac Jones is better than Josh Allen. Don't get it twisted. Super. But, like, I, yeah, I mean, shit. shit. Um, it's just interesting. Like, yes, the score was bad. Yes, the Patriots had a chance to lose this game on the last play, but it wasn't all bad. Like, I'm very conflicted about this game. Are you somewhere in the middle here, too? I mean, yes and no. Uh, Clearly, our defense is legit. We talked about this with the Dolphins conversation earlier. Like, clearly, we're legit. I know Zach Wilson's bad, but I feel like we make Zach Wilson look next levels of bad. They had, like, 30 yards in the first half or something completely ludicrous, right? Luda. Um, They look so fucking awful. So, like, our defense was legit. But then again, it's like, dude. Like, we only scored 13 offensive points against the Jets. I know their defense is is okay, but, like, is you know, sorry. I'll take back okay. Their defense is good. Their defense is elite, as you said. But, like, it's just tough. When you're evaluating a team overall and you have one side of the ball completely playing leaps and bounds above another team, above, above the other side of the ball, I don't know. It's like I'm so conflicted. I don't know what to think. No, I totally get that. Um, another glaring thing, and, again, I think the Jets' defense is elite. But another glaring thing to me is the Patriots had 19 third downs. It's like, I do want to go talk to them and let them know, hey, guys, you can get first downs <laughs> on first down and second down. You don't have to wait till third down. It's true. It's true. They might need to know. Just, just so you know, like you don't have to. Because, again, the weather was bad. The field, the playing surface looked like it was just dog shit yesterday. Mm. Um, hard for guys to get keep their footing. What was annoying is what, like, the first half, the offense was good. 
Like Mac Jones was throwing the ball pretty well. They were running the ball okay. Uh, and they should have had more than 10 points. You know, two missed field goals. You know, it is what it is. The second half, the offense was downright bad. It would be run the ball on first down, run the ball on second down, and then for, on a third and two or a third and three, for some reason, we're chucking the ball downfield to Juju Smith-Schuster, and the ball's not even close. Like, again, I've been pretty impressed with Mac Jones and what he's done with so little in the first three weeks of the year. But some of these throws, like, again, I don't know if it's a miscommunication. I don't know if it's just a bad throw. But it was, like, a little mind-numbing watching our offense in the second half. Like, I was like, where's Matty P? Like, it, that's how bad it was. Yeah, and Kurt, it just felt so fucking bad. Because being up 10 nothing, and then eventually, thir- but like, we, had, we were sitting at 13 points, it just felt like we were just waiting to lose the game. It honestly just felt, as time went on in the second half, and we just refused to score at all. The door was just getting wider and wider for the Jets to come back because we were never even really up by that much this game. And it was like, it would have taken like one singular more score for this game to be completely put away. You know what I mean? Like, that's all we were asking. We're not saying put up Dolphins 70 points against the Jets. It would have been nice. But it would have just taken one more score to have this game, like, firmly under control. And we just refused to do it. It was just a growing sense of feeling uneasy over the entire second half that made an already bad game just even worse to watch. Yeah, no, you you said it, and that's perfect. Uh, the Patriots had the chance to put it away three or four times in the fourth quarter. We literally just, if they got a field goal, but they were, they refused to do it. If you let a bad team hang around, they're, they're going to hang around long enough to think they can win the game. And that's exactly what happened to the Jets. They had one good drive. One good drive when, uh, you know, Zach Wilson let them down the field. But I... I mean, for the large part, defense was unbelievable again. And the offense just was pedestrian at best. They put up a lot of yards, but at the end of the day, you're not putting up points. It's not going to do you very well. I am intrigued, Bruno. Mm. I am intrigued. Mm. They go to Dallas this week. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we just saw what Josh Dobbs did. But I'm I'm more than anything... I think I'm excited to see what this offense does in a dome. Like, they played in some shitty weather in, in the Eagles game, and they played in some shitty weather this week. I am ready for weather to not be a factor anymore. So, I don't know about you, but, like, again, Dallas's defense is legit. Micah Parsons, we know what they are. They're a good defense. Stephon Gilmore still locking it down for them at cornerback. I know Diggs is gone, but... That's a defense you don't want to fuck around with. Like, but I'm excited to see what the Patriots can do on turf with 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 good weather. Do you have any thoughts about that? Am I reading too much into that? No, I, I don't think you're reading too much into that at all. And Kurt, it's kind of a no excuses game. You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna have pretty much our guys on offense. Yeah, the offensive line has been dog shit, and like they've been rotating guys in and out. So like, there's that for sure. That is a concern. But for the most part, we're gonna have our guys. And this is going to be a chance where we're not going to see people slipping. Hopefully we're not going to see any of that nonsense going on with like, it could be blamed on other things. It's a chance for our offense after three games, which is enough time to start building on shit, enough time to work through some of the inconsistencies. It's a time to showcase like what we can do with perfect conditions. And, you know, in a game that theoretically the offense should need to be motivated to put up points considering, you know, I guess the Cowboys, we'll see if it's week one and two Cowboys or week three Cowboys, but considering they can put up points, our offense might need to, if we want to have a chance. So yeah, Kurt, I'm excited too. I'm, I'm excited for the chance that we'll get, 
I'm not excited because I think we're going to look great, but like, at least it's going to be like a definitively, okay, it wasn't the weather. We weren't slipping. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. It was like, okay, we're either going to next week, put it all together and like be able to show what we can do, or it's going to be like, all right, stinky doo doo. Yeah. Um, it's interesting too, because like if the Cowboys had went out this weekend and buried the Cardinals and they were coming to this game three and oh, they've outscored their opponents by a million points. I would not be feeling even remotely good about our chances. Right. But I'm somewhere right in the middle right now where right. I'm like, I'm like, we can do it or we can lay an egg again. I it could be one of any of any of these outcomes. But Bruno, I do have one more kind of overarching thought mm-hmm. about the Patriots. And it's a big picture thing. So we talked about, obviously, how they have what on paper was the toughest schedule in the NFL this year, right? True. They have some games right now. And again, we're three weeks into the season, so overreactions are are running rampant. Mm -hmm. But they currently have one win. And yet, when I look at their schedule, I believe they will be favored in a lot of games moving forward. So I'm just going to run through it. And I don't, I don't like to be this guy who looks only in the head. Like, they could come out and lose by 40 this week, and I will change my mind. Sure. But right now, as things as things currently stand, you look at their schedule, and it's like, huh, maybe it's not as daunting as it once looked. So let's say even if they lose this week, they start one and three. Okay? They have the Saints. They should be favored in that game. Mm-hmm. At home. Sure. They go to Vegas. I think Vegas blows. They're bad. Uh, they should be favored in that one. Then they have the Bills and the Dolphins. They will not be favored in either of those. Right. The Commanders, they will be favored in. They're bad. The Colts in Germany. I, I'm i sorry. Anthony Richardson, I'm sure, is going to be an okay to good quarterback in the league. He's not beating Bill Belichick in an international game. Don't think so. Don't think so. There's four games they'll be favored in. How about the Giants? They don't look very good. Yeah. That could be five games they're favored in. The Chargers? Brandon Staley's Chargers? No. In New England, I think the Patriots are favored. Okay. okay. Bill Belichick's never lost Justin Herbert. Okay. Didn't know that. Yep. Uh, so, hypothetically, six games. The Broncos? Yeah, they're bad. Seven games. And then you have the Bills. You're going to lose that one probably. And you have the Jets again. You'll be favored in that one. Ever. I mean, you're not wrong. So re- realistically, Bruno, if they don't beat any good teams, they might get eight more wins. Like, <laughs> I'm that's again the loss of Aaron Rodgers and the yep. Broncos looking like dog shit and the Raiders looking like dog shit and the Commanders looking like dog shit all of a sudden again. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe. If they again, we talked so much about in the first two weeks. It's nothing the Eagles did. It's nothing the Dolphins did. It was the self-inflicted stuff. If the Patriots can just clean up the self-inflicted shit, yeah. they got a chance, dude. Yeah, I, that's a it's a great way to put it. I mean, as much as they frustrated us this year, as much as they've been frustrating us, and as much as they have clear things they need to work on penalties, mistakes, turnovers, shit, you know, all that sort of stuff. As much as they have all those to work on. I completely agree. It's not a hopeless situation. Like we're not talking about like the bears, right? If you're the bears, you're just bad. There's just no, I don't even know what you're going to do for the bears other than hope you go. Oh, and 17 and get the number one pick like for the Patriots. I completely agree. It's super frustrating season so far, but it is something where based on how good the defense is playing and how 
I you feel like with the pieces, our offense can just be better than it is right now, that it's not maybe that far off from being a nine to 10 win team, theoretically. But Kurt, again, consistency has not been a hallmark of our teams recently. So it's like, I completely agree with you. Do I think it's going to happen? It's so hard to tell because it's like, you know, theoretically, I also thought we'd beat the Jets by more than 15 to 10. So. Yeah, no, I hear you, dude. It's, it's, it'll be interesting. I think what I'm just saying is I feel like we, I would have been really worried not too long ago if like Aaron Rodgers was still around. Say we lost this week, we're 0 right. 3, we're going to Dallas. Like, and then we have Rodgers again at the end of the year. It's like, I just, the whole season would feel drastically different. And it doesn't feel that way right now. And maybe that's because they won an ugly, awful game in New York, but at least, at least they won it. And Bill Belichick says it sometimes, like, at some point, I don't know if he's just mocking the Jets, but he's like, that's a t- like the Jets are a tough physical team. And I don't, I don't disagree with him. Like, I don't, but he's like, they're tough to play against. I mean, he's won 15 in a row against them. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, I, I believe that a division game on the road against someone who just absolutely hates your guts. I know they won and it was a trash game, but they won. And at the end of the day, they're on the board going to Dallas and let's go see the, the only thing that like I am really hoping for is I want to see Bill Belichick get back to being Bill Belichick. And I want him to coach Mike McCarthy under the bus this week. Yeah. I Kurt, we're going to bet we better out coach Mike McCarthy. Cause if we don't, that's going to be a problem. And Kurt, we've talked about Bill Belichick and his shortcomings this year and recently, right? We simply cannot be afford to be out coached by anyone moving forward. I mean, look at the coaches on the schedule. Like, Mike McCarthy, no. Dennis Allen, no. Josh McDaniels, definitely not. Sean McDermott, whatever. Mike McDaniel, whatever. Those two take out of it. But, like, I don't need to read every single coach out loud. But there's really not another coach, maybe outside of Andy Reid against the Chiefs later on, that I'm like, we should be outcoached by. Every other coach of all these teams should not be outcoaching us. That's that's just a fact. I don't know what you want to say. That's just a fact. Bruno, um, I was just reading some of our texts oh, from no. this past week. <laughs> oh, no. I had an epic... Did. A little rant for a second. <laughs> you did. Um, how far into the game? 30 minutes into the game. <laughs> I'm in order. You know how like you're not supposed to double text anyone these days? I like 12 texted Bruno. <laughs> All separate texts. Yep. Here we go. <clears throat> Pats fucking suck. In opponent territory again. Can't do shit. Gets a good play on first down. Cole Strange holding penalty. Draw for minus one yards, third and 17, playing for field goals. Wide open third down, Mondre drop. This team fucking blows. They're their own worst enemy. Somehow it will be Mac's fault too. I've never hated football more than I do right now. And then as that was happening, Bruno goes, oh my God, that was almost a pick six. You're right though. We stink and miss field goal. God damn it. I said, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's our, that, that was the game and that's our season right there, folks. <laughs> so... I see it and I saw it in this game too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bruno, uh, the only thing I think I still have to mention about this game is uh, I thought Ezekiel Elliott looked pretty good running the football. 16 carries, 80 yards, uh, five per carry against a good Jets front. Uh, it will be very interesting. He's headed home to Dallas this week. Do we get a hashtag revenge game? We need it. I Sign me up. Because Ramondre has not looked good to start the start nope. the season. Three games, three kind of duds out of Mondre. Yeah. 
I would but listen. I, I love nothing more than a revenge game for Zeke. Kurt, if that's the bulletin board material that Bill's so famous for using, if that's what we got to do, then fucking let's do it. Anything at this point. Let's do it. Uh, I think the defense will have its hands full in Dallas uh, with obviously CD Lamb. I mean, Christian Gonzalez has been a, a weapon for the Patriots this year. In his first three NFL games, he has started against AJ Brown, Tyree Kill, and then yesterday he drew the matchup of Garrett Wilson. And now he's going to go down to Dallas and he's going to have CD Lamb. And then probably the next week he'll have Chris Olave. Like, <laughs> and then after that, he'll have Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like, it, it, they just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. And um, I just feel so good about him right now. I, and I know it's early in the year, but what he's done is wildly impressive. Yeah. And it's about uh, it's about time, Kurt, that uh, we hit that hard. Hit it hard, man. Hard. Um, hit that hard on our first round draft pick. It feels fucking great. And Kurt, you know what else feels great? The fact that during the draft, people were like, that's the pick of the first round. He's going to be so good. Perfect Patriots pick. He had a decent, uh, you know, summer and training camp and stuff. And now it's showing up in the game. Kurt, that's the one bright spot that's been consistent from the moment we drafted him that I've had every, every like, no pro, no problems with. It's been great. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully we get Jonathan Jones back. Um, it looks, it sounds like Marcus Jones is probably out for the year, but it also sounds like Jack Jones might be coming back after week four. So reinforcements could be on the way for the Patriots. And like, that's a good thing because that secondary needs, needs a few more. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe we'll just sign Malcolm Butler. Fuck it. Fuck it. Bruno. One thing I do want to mention too, about the secondary, uh, I've been very hard on miles Bryant throughout his career. I think he's, I think he's been bad. And like, I think some of the harshness from myself and Patriots fans has been warranted. But with that being said, Miles Bryant has been very impressive the last two weeks against decent receivers. Like, and I'm not saying Miles Bryant is a, a fucking uh, Pro Bowler. He's not, but he does his job pretty well, and I like he's improved. And I give him a lot of credit because if he's out there and he sucks, even if it's Zach Wilson, like there are completions to be had, and he's not allowing he's not allowing much. So. I thought the the loss of Jonathan Jones and Marcus Jones was going to be way bigger than it has been so far. And a lot of that is because of Christian Gonzalez locking somebody up. But I'm also equally impressed with how well Miles Bryant has done. Yeah, it's been great to see Kurt. Um, clearly, he stepped up when we needed him the most. And that's something that you also can value in a player along with everything else. So much like Jordan Love on the Packers, stepping up with the Packers need him. Miles Bryant is doing his thing for the Patriots. And Kurt, I completely agree. The fact that you look at what our defense has done this year and you look at all the injuries to that secondary has been crazy. I think I was saying this to you a couple weeks ago. Imagine what our defense is going to look like if everyone was healthy. I know. I know. Wow. And again, like the Patriots run defense got gashed um, two weeks ago against Miami. Raheem Mostert, yada, yada, yada. Again, I think so much that's Mike McDaniel. But it was really good to see. Like, obviously, the Jets didn't want Zach Wilson throwing the ball yesterday. They wanted to give the ball to Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. And the Patriots' defense, they got they lost two starters along the way. Uh, Ekewale and who was the other one who got hurt? Um, oh, Devon Gotcha. Yeah. Like, you lose two of your starting defensive tackles against a team that you know wants to run the football, and they still – Hold them. They held the Jets, Bruno, to 22 rushing attempts for 38 yards. Yikes. That is a wildly impressive job by the backers, the defensive line, and those like sub, the Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggars. Jabril Peppers is a yep. fucking firecracker on that side of the ball. Yep. So, again, defense is balling right now. 
Yeah, and Kurt, thank God it is because it's keeping us in games, and hopefully it's just going to continue to buy us time until our offense hopefully figures it out. And Kurt, wouldn't it be crazy if both were playing well at the same time? That would be crazy. How about it starts this week in Dallas at Jerry World? I'd love nothing more. Sign me up, Kurt. Fucking sign me up right now. I will. Here you go. So, put please sign. Signed dot on the dotted line. He signed. Yep. Thank you, Bruno. Uh, unless you have anything else, I'm good. Kurt, you're good. I'm good. It's been a hell of a week. Feels good to be back in the win column. Let's call. Let's go for a streak this week. Let's go for a goddamn streak, Kurt. I would love for us to beat the Cowboys. I think this is a weird game. I think this is a four o'clock game on Sunday, I believe. So that's going to be kind of weird. We're not used to playing in that time slot, but we'll make it work. We'll do what we got to do. But yes, it's been fun. It's been real, Kurt. We are going to rally the troops and we're going to get ready for Sunday. We will have another pick six as usual. Uh, I don't really want to look at the record because I don't think it was that good this week, but we'll cross the bridge and get there. Um, I believe both of us went three and three this week. Okay, we take those. Early in the season, we take those. Depending on whether the Eagles or Bucks win, I think the Eagles did or win. I don't know why. I, why the fuck did I pick the Bucks? That was stupid of me. So classic. Um, I picked I picked the Jets to reverse psychology, and I'll take that all. Yeah, day. that was a strategic pick. So I'm going to give you credit for that one. But we'll pick again on Sunday, like we always do. But for now, we will see you next time on playing the field. Bye, guys. <laughs>